up in smoke That's where my money goes In my lungs And sometimes up my nose When troubled times Begin to bother me I take a toke And all my cares Go up in smoke <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Never Open Podcast The podcast open to everyone Except for those people in New Japan that are like You know what we need to do now? We need to do something big Whoever is... Those people, stop it. Just, no. Stop it. Stop doing that. Anyway, uh, I'm Luke. I'm your host of the Never Open Podcast. And with me, as always, is Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. And hello, Luke. I'm happy to be here to talk to you. It's Never Realm 8, which means that it's kind of general discussion. But there's going to be lots of New Japan and wrestling talk. Yeah, there is. Because, well, not we knew this was gonna come because they were teasing it when we recorded our last episode that, uh, ooh, the New Japan, New Japan Cup bracket is going to be announced. And I remember this vividly, Mister Guy. I remember. I don't know if you said it both on air and on the Facebook chat. I'm super excited. Forty-eight people. Oh my God, it's huge. It's gonna be amazing. I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to get some Noah guys and shit in? This is going to be nuts. And then you responded, no, it is going to be all of New Japan, the juniors and young lions in- and dads included. And I was like, oh, oh, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. And I'm sorry to be down, everyone, but I don't know. You, you see 48 and you don't expect everyone on the roster to be in the tournament, which is what it is like. What's the point now of Okada versus Desperado, like, for that special <laughs> event match now because fucking, like, all the juniors are wrestling, all the heavy... Um, and it's not even on the anniversary show. Like, no. Okada's in a tag match on the anniversary show. Like, what the fuck? No. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll talk about... I kind of want to talk about that anniversary show a little bit because that's happening, like, in a few hours, actually. Yep. And there's, like... A legit Taka Taichi Mania match on there, and I can't wait for that because that was like my favorite thing we've done all year. That was my favorite thing by far. Like I absolutely that, loved that, covering Taka Taichi Mania three. I mean, other than Wrestle Kingdom, that might have been like the best show of the year. That show was incredible. So we get one of those matches. T Hawk will be in the house on the anniversary show, so that makes up a little bit for her. The non-singles match. T-Hawk's awesome. And Seaman's going to be there as well. I can't remember who L. Lindemann is. He's other guy in Strong Hearts. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know this guy? He's on the anniversary show. Uh, Shiro Koshinaka. So that's like an old guy that's in one of these like tag matches and he invented something. Maybe he's like the guy that invented the dragon screw that we saw at Wrestle Kingdom, maybe. I okay. can't remember. I don't know. 
Right. And if Fujiwara is on the show and uh, the other guy who has a move named after him. So hey, we, those guys. we yeah. are actually getting a match on the anniversary show that is uh, juniors versus seniors. Man. I mean, fucking yeah. juniors versus heavies. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to be fucking over the moon to hear about Yoshihashi and Haruki Goto. Team Fisherman versus the Ass Masters. Can you imagine? I mean, listen. At least Taguchi. Taguchi. <laughs> I was about to we're both on the same page, dude. So I was about to say, Taguchi <laughs> has a lot of charisma. He has to have that much. I mean, come on. He's probably got, like, more charisma in his ass. I mean, he's got enough there to cover for Watto, but the rest of him doesn't cover Goto and Yoshihashi. <laughs> oh, that match. Oh, don't say that bad. as someone who kind of likes Yoshihashi, so, you know, <laughs> That's be, and wants to like Watto. Listen, Luke, just let go of that at this point. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's, I like Yoshihashi. Come on. Shit. I'm kind it, of it's, proud it's of him that he's got, like, the lamest trophy in New Japan. He's got the longest reign with the kind of lamest title in New Japan. And now he's tag champ with Goto. And I feel like that's so fitting. I'm like, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. wherever wherever you go, there you are. That's right. Did you just fucking buckaroo bunzai me? That was awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm glad that you said to me, by the way, that now, nah, dude, just ho- hold your role. Uh, it's just going to be like everyone in New Japan, all hands on deck. And as soon what, as you said that, last week, uh, yeah, last yeah. week we were like Jado and James Owens. That's what you're talking about, dude. We're not, and then oh I God. then I chimed in with Tonga Loa. <laughs> <laughs> Tonga Loa got a buy or something in the first round. Oh my God. How do they? Oh my God! How do they Listen, like, there will there will be very good matches in this tournament, but I'm sorry, but to me, the New Japan Cup has always been kind of like the just whatever tournament. It's to give a guy a chance to lose the the, the title, lose the to the champion. You know, it's usually what it has always been in the past. Yeah. When they they've really tried to make a big stink out of it, and it's blown up in their face almost every time. Although. This did give us that whole cool Ishii versus uh, uh, Hiromu. There was a, or Ishii versus Desperado match. The Hiromu versus Yano yes. feud was amazing. So, I mean, there's always going to be cool shit like that. So, you know, it, I, we're shitting on the tournament, but it'll of be course. good. It's just, it's just, we're just laughing at how predictable and silly it's been. So, oh, yeah. Uh, look, I'm just looking at some of the first round matchups and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, it's either it, look. This is second round because apparently Doki's good enough to get a buy. <laughs> God damn right he is. Doki's in this. Doki's in the second round. <laughs> Doki's in the second round. That's anyway, uh, Zack Saber Jr.'s first opponent is uh, Rio High Iwa. So like, I don't even have to fantasy dream book that shit, dude. We're gonna get. <laughs> we're gonna get. Doki versus Zack Saber Jr. Yes. And, uh, oh yeah. Didn't we get Doki versus Taichi at Takataki Taichi Mania? Yeah, and it was like one of the greatest matches awesome. of the year. It was so, awesome. So now we get Doki versus the other Taker in, in the second round. So we're going to have to oh, wait a while for that because there's a fucking dude. million people in this bloody tournament. Zack Sabre Jr. 
like by the end of that match, it's going to be Doki, 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 like in Kurgan Hall or wherever the fuck they are at Dolphins Arena or whatever it is. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Because Doki is like, okay, he's the he's like the, the pancake. It's done on the one side. It's ready to flip. It's ready to turn, you know? Like, and he, He's going to get so over Mr. Andy that uh, the D-League basketball team that has the arena are going to bring him in for a coaching session. <laughs> they are. They might name their uh, their mascot after him. It'll be a giant, just like silver pipe. It just walks around <laughs> and like hits into people. <laughs> what I'd love it to do is like uh, every every match that's filmed live there, I'd love the steel pipe to just burst into the commentary box and just be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh I god. love the charity love that. That makes me laugh. Oh my god, it's so, it's so silly. Yeah, so I don't know. It, there's going to be some interesting matches. This hurts my soul uh, because it's in, fir- in the first round. I'd like to see it later on, but we're getting Ishii versus Shingo in the first round. Oh, awesome. by the way, not only are Chase Owens and Jado in the tournament, Mr. <laughs> New Japan said, hold my beer, Mr. <laughs> Guy, because we're going to one-up that shit. And it's Chase Owens versus Jado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And that'll be awesome. Actually, that'll probably be really fun with all kinds of goofy shenanigans and G.O.D. and all kinds of stuff. That'll be fun. <laughs> Oh my god, that's oh. that's gonna be fun. Taguchi <laughs> versus Evil will, will probably be funny. Now oh. I, I know this is second yes. round because for some reason Gato gets a buy. I don't know because of all <laughs> the said, wins that Gato gets. <laughs> they said it was like a random draw. That's how how it works. Fuck, random draw. <laughs> right? Random draw. Who books this? Random draw. <laughs> anyway, he's probably gonna fight like. Uh, well, he's definitely going to be fighting Naito in the second round, right? We don't want awesome. Like, that we don't match want, would be fantastic. We don't want Pimp Juice versus Gato. That would suck. No, no. We'd want to see Naito troll Gato for about ten minutes. Oh, that would be amazing. Be... Yeah. <clears throat> hey, and then then we get two good things, dude. We get to see Jeff Cobb beat Makabe. Nice. And then we get to see him probably beat, but it'll be a better match, and I'll love it. Uh, then we'll see Jeff Cobb versus Kojima. Unless they do oh. some of these surprise, like some of these matches might not happen. Like I can see them being like, oh, we're going to pull a switcheroo when Yujiro beats Naito, but that would be really dumb. It could happen though. And like, you know, Gato could win, you know, a match. You never know. It could happen. But I'm still stuck on Naito versus Gato because that's going to be awesome. <laughs> I want to see that. Dude, there's um, I only a few first round matches where I'm like, that that could go either way. That's that's interesting. Ah, oh, how do you how do you do that? That could mess up the whole bracket. And one of those matches isn't even happening now. And uh, oh, I, I'm yeah, thinking not only New is Japan that match news. not happening now, I think maybe at least you know in terms of it, it, an opportunity has opened up. I reckon Greater Car might have gotten knocked out in the first round. So, I guess the silver lining is, do we get Kodobushi's not quite ready to return yet, everybody? We don't know when he's coming back. 
but uh, I'm glad they're taking their time with him because he's a fucking awesome talent, and uh, they need they need to make sure he's super ready to to be in the ring. And well, let's face it, he was probably one of the favorites to win, wasn't he? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Coming back, if that would be the plan for him, but you know, it, yeah. it's just all dependent on his health. But maybe. I mean, he's definitely a top guy in New Japan, and there's only oh, like five yeah. of those. So yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So I don't know. So maybe that's a mixed blessing for Great Khan. I, I bet he would have loved to have got his hands on uh, Koko Bushi. I think they've wrestled at least once before. Yeah. And it was awesome. Uh, was it the G1, wasn't it? Yeah, it was real good. Yeah, and it was like, man, incredible. That's, that sucks that we don't get to see that. But that means Okan will advance. And, like, you know, hopefully that changes whatever plan they had for Okan to something positive if it wasn't mm-hmm. that before. You know, because, I mean, that would have been actually a thing that makes sense. You know, uh, Abushi comes back. He's, you know, just borderline ready to wrestle and you haven't come back and job to Ocon in a great match, you know, and then he gets another couple weeks. To, well, he gets a whole month of rest. So yep. that would make sense to me. But, you know, this is kind of the same thing. Now, the other gentleman uh, who is now out is uh, Hiroshi Tenzan. So. This match could also go either way, Mr. Mr. Guy. Uh, it's Toriano versus Taichi, and uh, <laughs> that match is going to be awesome. Yes. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. So the winner of Toriano versus Taichi goes to the third round. <laughs> now, listen, Luke, I didn't tell you this yet. This is something that, like, oh, because Tanzan's fr- injured too. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to talk about that. I, you know, I have some friends on the inside at New Japan, you know, and they tell me some things, and I haven't told you much of what they say, but you know, we got we got our sources because that's what this is—a news source podcast. That's what this is. So, um, and uh, we heard, you know, I mean, this guy's telling me that what happened was is that Tenzon's uh, his hairdressers finally got fed up with him not paying them and they hired a hitman to take him out, you know, and, and, and basically what right. happened was that he got Nancy Kerrigan. Somebody came in and fucking hit him with a wrench, right? It was the spanner hit him with the goddamn spanner right in the knee. And that's why he's still recovering. All right. By the way, I heard wrench, So uh, I'm not going to let that go. That was awesome. Uh, instead yes. of French, but uh... <laughs> it's a spanner. I was like, branch spanner branch branch that's how i got that so. yeah so did you see i didn't watch the video but i saw the headline of it <laughs> professionalism is my fucking job but did say say in it that el Fantasma in a backstage comments like thinking about becoming a heavyweight yeah i which, saw that uh, which is something you've been saying for ages yeah yeah, I mean, he will be eventually. I mean, he's like he's he's like Craig, you know, or Trent or whatever people call him. He's like uh, him. He's like the biggest heavyweight there is or biggest junior weight there is. So, yeah, I think he should be a heavyweight. And this is like, who does he get to face in the first or second round or whatever it is? Um, well, it's either Bushi or Fuckface. OK, man. I'd like to see him versus Fuckface. That'd be good. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's what you want. That's kind of what you want. Now, Bushi's got beef with El Fantasmo. 
I mean, that's gonna that's gotta pay off at some point. You know, Bushi got screwed in that three-way match with him and El Desperado way back, and oh, yeah. uh, ever since then he's got beef with El Desperado. So, hmm, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yep. All right. So, I mean, we we could talk more and more about all this kind of stuff, but we could. We could. Do you want to? Apparently, I mean, there's a really old guy in this tournament, like a really old one, like fucking old. I can't see his name. <laughs> this is great audio, everyone. Oh, maybe maybe he's just in the um, anniversary show. About? Yes. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, you said there was a name moved, named after him or something. What? Yeah, where's Fujiwara, and then there ah, was another right. guy whose name I couldn't think of. But also Fujinami. Like, Fujinami. There you go. Same thing. You know? You so, him. Yeah, right, yeah so don't if... be on that. You know, and it'll be fun. It'll be a fun match. You've got you Fujinami know. with uh, the, the Dream Team, and you've got uh, Fujiwara with uh, Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. Luke, you know, speaking of old guys, we, yeah. we've been like, kind of like, yeah, we like Noah. Noah's pretty good, you know? But the problem we've always talked about with Noah is the old guys is yeah. it that like like in general noah's old as fuck and like what happened like <laughs> keno lost his title to uh funaki who's old as fuck and then uh, uh nakajima lost his title f- to fujita who's old as fuck and it's like wh- why'd you do this why would you do this you've brought this up to me a couple of times and every time i joke that uh, Kojima should um, move over to Noah for a stint, just for so real. he can be a triple, you know, the uh, the triple dude like uh, <laughs> you know, Muda is, you know, all three Double of those Double dude, quadruple dude. Yeah, man, I'd love that for bread. If they're going with old guys, they might as well have like one of the best old guys that there is. That's all I'm saying. Otherwise, sure. there's something I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show, Sandy, but I'm a, I'm a long-term wrestling fan. Everyone knows that, but I'm not hugely nostalgic for for wrestling. I, like, I don't. Yeah, oft, me I neither. I don't often go. You know what? I'd love to watch WCW from like the, the episode I got into it and go from there. And I've tried things like that, and it just doesn't do it for me. It doesn't bring breathe the same kind of life or excitement to me that younger guys do or or established. You know, middle-aged guy. I don't know. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is like I am not the target audience for the WWE at all. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And like, you know, I I'm nostalgic for some things, but like not enough to like spend money. I guess like that's usually yeah. kind of like where the the line that I cross. Like, yeah, Kevin Nash is doing a signing. Oh, Kevin Nash, I love him. He's great. I'm not going there. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like that with me. I'm like, yeah, I really like that dude, but I'm not going to actually go there. You know? I, get, um, I, I get more excited meeting, like, wrestlers who are, are you know, still wrestling and Ke- stuff. Kevin Nash is a fantastic wrestler. He's, like, the least – he worked, like, the least hard of anyone. That's, like, the ultimate pro wrestler. Take the, <laughs> least, take the less bumps, the least bumps you can. Like, for example – just to get off on a tangent here, there's a guy out there. I interviewed him once. If you ever want to listen to that, it's on the Road Home from Wrestling podcast feed. And it's it's RJ City. 
There's this guy. He's just like this kind of. He he likes old stuff, and I mean like like he would talk about Fatty Arbuckle in an interview and stuff like that. Like old Hollywood is kind of. He's like an old Hollywood guy. This is gimmick as a wrestler. But the dude hasn't taken a bump in like three years. And he's like on WWE on their like their little YouTube shows and shit. He's over as hell. It's great. I love it. So if you can get away with not ever taking a bump, I mean, you know, Robbie Eagles, love you, buddy. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's not even close to in that category. I was more talking about Kevin Robbie Eagles. Eagles not, Robbie Eagles is not in this tournament, is he? No, and he earned my respect by doing that out of control <laughs> fucking springboard moonsault off the top rope or whatever that he oh did. That God. shit was fucking awesome. So forget everything I said. You know? Yeah, we love you, Robbie. Well, at least I do. That, uh, that shit was the bomb. That was awesome. So <laughs> I love that. Fuck yeah, man. And I mentioned this in our open, and it's something that we were uh, chit-chatting away about before we started and then we're just like oh if we're talking wrestling we might as well just start recording and that is all right i think you and i would both agree that new japan pro wrestling has a great roster yeah they have a pretty good roster of, of wrestlers but what they don't have is a roster to do the massive super mega big shit like i'm saying maybe they don't have enough for two nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Right! Maybe they don't have enough for, you know, uh, why, did, why did this need to be 48 people? Like, I guess, what does it, everyone need to get paid that bad? Like, I don't know. If like, why, why did it need to be 48? Why did it need to be this big thing? The more And the more people you add, the uh, more likelihood that something could go wrong before your tournament even starts. Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tenzan. Who can you replace them with? Everyone is in your tournament. Like, almost everyone. Except for maybe Robbie Eagles and Jay White. And they, Juice Robinson and David Finley. Oh, I'm going to keep adding names. I'm sorry. I keep remembering people. It's okay. Well, but, they they did kind of have a, a, a contingency plan, clearly. And that's this whole buy system. So they can, you know, do that, which is sucks. It's just, yep. you're right. I just, every time they try to do something big like this, it blows up in their face. So. Yeah. And we don't want it to blow up in their face. Like, no. And there's no reason they can't tell uh, smaller, more self contained things. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's just how I feel. Like, it, it's, it's going to be great. We're going to get some great matches, even between people who we, we're like, there's no way this motherfucker can win. But right. <laughs> but even still, like, it's going to be fun. Like, Doki versus Zack Sabre Jr. We know Doki's going to get fucking stretched. That'll be awesome, though. He's going to be so over. It's going to yeah, be great. It's going to be great. And there's things like that. Like, I know if if Makabe's not winning the first round. If I mean, Cobb beats Kojima, I know he's beating Kojima, but I'm just going to have so much fun with it. By the way, are you looking forward to Hama Yoshihashi? <laughs> oh, that actually will be fun. Because it'll be what it'll be, you know. And I'm hoping Hanma wins because I predicted oh a God. Hanma a Hanma run in dude, the New Japan Cup. Dude, mm -hmm. dude, here's how you put like it's like they give Yoshihashi these little moments of managing to put him over, but with like 
not the maximum amount of effort. With because <laughs> in his first round, he's wrestling Honma. Kosai Fujita has a bye. Oh, my God. So Yoshihashi is probably going to, well, he's probably going to get his ass whooped by Jeff Cobb. But all year, we're now going to have to hear, Yoshihashi made it to the third round of the New Japan Cup. <laughs> no, because Han was going to beat him. You know why, Luke? Do you know why that's going to happen? Because it's in my fucking fantasy dream book. That's why. Damn, yeah. But it's kind of in mind. But (laughs) Yoshihashi, believe it or not, has extra armor now, which is the tag team title. Oh, and and Goto took his his gimmick. So now he has Goto armor, too. (laughs) Fucking fuck face. If if only Yoshihashi could get the, the guy who made... Uh, Goto's music, because Goto's got great music. I don't know. I he don't does. care what you say about Goto. His music rules. Yeah. It's not as good as Ishii's in my opinion, what, but it's still. What if, well, what if Wado had like <laughs> Goto's music? You know what I mean? That'd be good. Because I don't that's, know what that song you... is that he comes out to. It's not good. <laughs> What's that fucking? It sounds like really like. Uh out-of-tune kind of disco screeching. That's Yoshihashi's music. Yeah. Oh, it's it should just be the pictures of the goats up on the Titan Tron and him do you think, screaming. Do you think you Yoshihashi's know? kind of tone deaf and, like, he actually thinks it's an absolute banger? <laughs> He's 100% tone deaf. We've already talked about it. Like, his neighbors are always complaining about he He wakes up. Ah! He goes to the shower. Ah! He brushes his teeth. Ah! You know what I mean? It's it's fucking annoying being around the guy. Guy needs like uh, one of those th- throat lozenges or something. He he picks up Bosan, Bo you know Bosan or whatever you call him. Ah! Oh my god. Oh my it's god. It's like that, Luke. It's Team Bishamon now. You know that, right? No. No. You know, can I ever call them Team Bishamon? No, they're chaos and they're fucking shit. It's fucking Chaos Boys for Life. That's their name. Oh my god. I don't like them, Luke. They're tag champions, man. We live in an era, Mr. Guy, Mr. Andy, mm-hmm. you, we live in a world where Yoshihashi is a tournament winner and a two time champion. <laughs> Luke, have you ever seen the movie Cheech and Song, Up in Smoke? Yeah, but like 20 years ago. <laughs> really? Okay. It. Yeah. It's not fresh in my brain. I think you need to watch it again. It's one of the funniest yeah. movies of ever, like of all time. It's it's tremendous. It's so funny. And um, it has the classic joke that my dad literally told me when I was like, I don't know, eight he told me about Cheech and Chong. I don't know. Maybe I found out about it and asked him about it or something. Right. He told me about the giant rolling paper that came with the, the record. The idea, like the record came with a, a rolling paper that was the size of the record inside the record, <laughs> which is really funny. And uh, there's this like, joke in the movie. How much spit would you need to kind of lick that, that, that shot? Well, we don't want to think about that. And, oh, okay, cool. You know, these days, to, you yeah. know, you, you should uh, use more COVID uh, friendly ways of, of uh, indulging in your herbal remedy. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> there's a joke in the movie where this guy shows up 
and he's got the stuff, right? And he's at the door, and he's like, hey, man. He's like, <laughs> and he says, it's Dave. And, uh, you know, Cheech is on the other side, and he's blasted out of his mind. He goes, no, nah, man, Dave's not here. He's out getting the stuff. And he goes, no, it's Dave. Dave's here. And he's like, Dave's not here, man. And it's a whole, like, you know, who's on first deal, but yeah. it's just donor shit. And it's tremendous. So that sounds great. Uh, I know I'm underselling it, and I do apologize, but uh, I'm like, I'm, I kept kind of imagining fantasy dream booking that you'd shut up so I could be like, don't tell me all these jokes now. I'm going to go it's watch it. It's one joke. It's one joke from the movie. And it's <laughs> the most famous joke from the movie. I can't remember what the movie was, but uh, a mate of mine, he, uh, was, he asked me about this movie and if I'd seen it. I said, no, no, I haven't seen it. He goes, oh, I want to tell you a joke that was in it. All right, cool. Tell me the joke, because it wasn't a movie I was really interested in. Anyway, about five minutes elapses. And I'm like, <laughs> it was, it was not Who? that long. No, not... no, no. I'm not ragging on you. I'm not ragging on you. I'm ragging on my friend, Tim. So, Tim, if you're listening to this. Yeah, I'm fuck you, Tim. He's, he's telling me, he, like, I'm waiting for this joke from this movie that I have no intent, intent of ever watching. And about five minutes later, I'm like, dude, why are you giving me a synopsis of the whole movie? What are you doing? He goes, oh, you won't understand the joke unless I tell you the plot. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. So your joke worked a lot better because, uh, yeah, it was funny without that. But, oh, my God, he, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. So Dave's not here, man. <laughs> it's the best. It's so funny. Ooh. The whole movie is that. The whole movie is that. It's amazing. And uh, that's kind of my favorite Cheech and Chong movie. There's others. They're funny. But that one is kind of the one. You know, the rest oh. of them are like, eh. You know, there's a lot of... I mean, there's one that has Pee Wee Herman in it. You know? And that's really funny. That's like... I think it's Nice Dreams that he, he's in that one. And that's funny. But it's not as funny as Up in Smoke. All right. I'll add it to my list. I don't really review comedy, so that'll be something I'll just chill out to. Why the fuck not? You don't like you don't like like life or something. No, no, no. I just find I find like I'd say I feel like I'd say a lot of the same things in comedies because I feel like comedy comedy movies all follow a similar story pattern. But that's not the point of a comedy. Like I'll forgive that regular story pattern if that comedy movie does its number one job, which is making me laugh. So if it makes me laugh, I have a good time, like, that's it. But they all, they generally have this storyline, like, say there's two lead characters, right? doesn't matter how many lead characters are, but two of them will be will become friends or will be friends. Then they'll have this moment where, you're not my friend anymore. Yeah, you betrayed yeah. me. How dare you reject? And then yeah. they'll part. And then, oh, in the last moment, they're friends again. They save the day. Oh, it's great. Oh, happy ending. Right. And... I'm just like that. That would be all of my comedy reviews. Like this is what? really funny, but it has a standard comedy kind of story. And you review wrestling, and like most of wrestling is, oh, the good guy does a bunch of cool shit. The bad guy beats him up. The good guy wins. All right, but I do I do a wrestling podcast with you, and I can bounce off you, and then we can gotcha. say really dumb shit like ragging on Macabe for ages, <laughs> right? Whereas I'm just like talking to myself and uh yeah you know sometimes i'm just like i don't want to talk about this movie anymore but 
Now, listen, we uh, on the road home from wrestling, we recently covered Peacemaker, which is yeah. a comedy television show, comedy yeah. action, action comedy, whatever you call that. Um, and we covered it pretty well, I think. Um, did you like it? And what did you think of our <laughs> we, we pretty much hated the show. So. Any podcast you listen to, I've, I've found this out. It's true of our podcast. It's true of a couple of podcasts, or at least one that we listen to. I don't know if you still listen to Smart Wrestling Fair, but and I've I've noticed it on on yours. It's the more the stalling, the worse it was. So if yeah. there's like a, a big fucking preamble at the start of our show where we're talking about stuff, and that's like tangentially related to wrestling at best. It's probably because, like, some of the stuff we're talking about was, like, lame and really bad. And that's what, the, like, the last, especially, like, the last few episodes of your Road Home podcast was like. I was like, all right, well, they really don't want to talk about this week's episode. And to be honest, I'm, I was just like, all right, this is how they fill an hour, because there was not an hour's worth of story to talk about. So, obviously, <laughs> they fill it up by, you know, having, having some banter and stuff. Because... Man, I think you said it for me on, on, on your show, but, like, Peacemaker is the second movie done over eight episodes. Just swap yeah. starfish for fucking butterflies. <laughs> starfish. And instead of making it, like, two hours, it's now eight hours, and it's not as funny. So, yeah, so, I don't know. I kind of... I kind of just watched it because I wanted to listen to you guys talk about it and just have the context in my head. <laughs> we had fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I got got to talk to my sister and do the podcast with my sister. And there was like, there was this moment, Luke, where like, you know, we were doing that every week and like you and I were doing our shit and, and like, like, you know, I don't quite feel that way right this second. Cause I'm not, you know, totally in, you know, I'm on the never realm. So like, uh, but I was like, oh, I like my my podcast chops were like, oh, like at their best. And like yeah. those last two episodes we put together for the the uh, the Peacemaker in our past couple episodes, I feel like I've I've been like at my best ever on the show, and I'm so happy. It was awesome. I it was fun to do those because you know you're talking about something that you hate. So you got to figure out a way to talk about it that's entertaining, and that's a challenge, and that's kind of a fun thing, you know? So, like, um, I think we did really good, and I think a lot of people won't even know that I hate the movie. <laughs> the show, so. I, dude, I think that's also why, I like, I love to cover wrestling with you, man, because, like, all right, oh, my God, they're going to rag on this match. All right, and we do, and maybe I'll go on a mini tear or a rant. <laughs> Next match, oh, this was awesome. And then yeah. it's yeah like just like covering one show like just ebb and flow it's like an s wave or whatever the fuck that was from all right so i want to ask you about a movie that i watched recently and uh -oh. uh, am i in you. trouble no you're am definitely not in trouble oh okay all right, all right. it's not one of those you recommended <laughs> you I, didn't I, watch I the green knight yet no 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 <laughs> It's only it's only midday gonna, here, so I'm, I'm gonna be in trouble. I'm gonna be in trouble if you watch that. All right, but uh, I I have a feeling that you have like 
more strong feelings towards at least the original Ghostbusters movie than I do. I've said in my reviews, yes. I ne- never, I was never nostalgic for it. So I just took when I rewatched all these films, or I guess watched the newest one for the first time, kind of took them on on their own. So yeah, I thought Ghostbusters Afterlife was complete um, Force Awakens garbage balls, and I didn't like it. But I'm curious. I don't care, man. If you like, if you love it, you love it, man. It's all good. But I am curious, like as someone who is a bit more invested in that stuff, like did did it get you? Were you rolling your eyes a bit? Was it like I thought there was some genuine cool moments, but for me it was just overshadowed by like it's it's like when someone is trying to reach around and jerk you off, and you're just like get out of here! I'm trying to watch the movie, and they keep trying to reach around and jerk you off, and you just like slap it away, like get out of here! I'm trying to watch the movie, you know, but. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Um, I kind of liked it. I, you know, I, I am nostalgic for Ghostbusters. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I think it's like a perfect movie. And I just recently, like towards the beginning, like in 2020, late 2020 or 2021, me and John uh, from the Road Home podcast, we went and saw it in the theater. And I hadn't seen it since I was a kid in the theater. It was fucking great. He had never seen it before, and he was like, wow, this is a great movie. It's fantastic. And, yeah. like, I just loved it as a kid because it was, like, there was a lot of, you know, you, you walk through the kitchen, and your dad might say, don't cross the streams to you, you know, just or because you're washing your hands or something. I don't know. There's, just like, silly jokes from my childhood that are like that. So, yes, I am extremely nostalgic for it. However, that's not why I like the afterlife movie i just thought it it did this genre you're you're like this that's just well thought out so there's this genre of movie now right it's the it's i'm trying to think of like like i don't know jungle cruise you know or um any of these like family friendly adventure movies there's many i hated jungle cruise by the way (laughs) yeah I, i didn't really like it very much either um but uh uh, yeah, watch African Queen, and even that's not that great. But uh, I just feel like there's this this genre of movies, and they nailed that genre, and they like they like fucking did it as good as you can do it. And I'm not a fan of that genre necessarily, but I thought it was fun. Like going on a roller coaster is fun, you know what I mean? To me, it was like, oh, this is a fun little ride, and I immediately forgot about it. And honestly, I don't even remember what it was about. So, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was. I, I gave. It, I gave. It, I gave it the same score as the 2016 one. To be honest, like uh, I thought it was. Yeah, I fucking hated this movie. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And uh, oh, by the way, like speaking to Ghostbusters after this spot, if you guys, I'm sorry, I'm sp- I'm gonna spoil something from the movie right he's now. Mad said, about, he's mad like about. He's mad about Egon. But he's mad about Egon. Oh my god, I can't. No, you didn't didn't need to even do that starting bit. You could have just started with the moving into the house <laughs> and then think like, yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to do that. Like, anyway. I can't believe uh, you said that the mother did a bad job. It's like it's Carrie the mom Coon. in that movie is a dead just I'm not saying she's a bad actor. She was okay. a good, good act. Like I, I'm sorry. Usually when I rag on characters in, in movies, I'm not necessarily ragging on the actual performance. I of can't separate. 
I so, can't separate. I just want to say that. Like but, fantasy. I can't like, listen, Luke, I can't separate my fantasy dream book from real, reality. Okay. <laughs> all right. But uh, the mother in that uh, has no job. You know, stole that joke. Shut up. I'm trying to get mine out. I'm trying Coon, to say that great. The, the mom in this movie is like just as bad as Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe, yes! <laughs> she has no job. She gets evicted. She moves into her father's house. Does not get a job. Drinks a I lot. Got a tick. <laughs> says her says to her smart child that science is for losers. And I am just like, what the fuck? Sale. Yeah, and you know they they did the no. I'm not happy with what they did with Egon either. I'm sorry, but um, no, I, don't, I I think I said at the end of that review that I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> I understand. I, I guess I lied. But... <laughs> I mean, it's like Luke, you got a problem with like using some <laughs> dead person. You know, for to make a bunch of money, you know, using their like likeness and whatever without their permission to make money. It's like you got a problem with that or something. <laughs> Dude, I was about to say, like, I'm this giant hypocrite because <laughs> at the end of Mando season two, like, oh, here's young Luke Skywalker. And I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. He's still alive. He's still alive. It's not like when I'm watching rogue one i'm like um did they are they peter cushioning this guy like that's that's kind of that's kind of creepy i love rogue one now listen here's something I else that i want too. to talk about i want here's something else i want to talk about is that you were comparing uh the the you know ghostbusters to the um star wars movie what's it called again the one you hate the uh, Force oh, Awakens, that one. All right, I, so I hate all three of them, but yeah, yeah. All right, so I went to see that with my brother-in-law, my sister, my mom, my nephew, my like fake dad. We all fucking went, and like we we took up a whole row. We watched that movie. We had a fucking blast. My brain was totally shut off, and I was like, "Fake dad's over there, fuck him." But this movie's pretty cool. That's. Fair. I, I, I'm not gonna shit on other people for enjoying things, but I remember seeing it with my sister, and uh, I, I just remember at some part she leans over to me and she goes, "You're you're hating this, aren't you?" <laughs> and I just looked at her and I said, "This is the plot of the fucking first movie. I've seen this. Also, Aww. they ruined Han. I'm sorry. I didn't like." And the first like, order doesn't kill? make any sense. I'm I sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. It's weird. Like, I, I used to love Star Wars. And now I just, now I'm just like, that guy just can't quite give it up. <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah, I don't get it, man. You know, uh, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, Amazon is doing the same thing to my Wheel of Time. But I mean, it's not as like. You know, it's not quite as bad because Wheel of Time just a book series and it's not so legendary or whatever. But you know, yeah. Did you well, like Scott music in the nineties? Did you like that? I don't know. I I I don't really know that many Scott 
songs. I know they the boss tones, I guess. Stuff there you like go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ska music least, is pretty cool. At least that's the impression that I get. Oh my god. <laughs> I just punched my computer screen in the face, which was you. I punch you in the face, but like in a good way, you know, like a bro, like yeah, good joke, punch in the face. I'm really fucking proud of that. Did I ever tell you my B joke? No, I don't know what a B joke is. That sounds B like a... joke. Mm-hmm. Joke about bees. Oh, okay. You know the the, the things that make honey. Mm-hmm. All right. In, in Australia, though, they're twice as deadly. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> anyway, here's my, my B joke. And, and not BJ. If I can... All right, here it is. What kind of bees make milk? I don't know, Luke. What kind of bees make milk? Boo bees. <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> funny because it's true. So... <sighs> wow we have devolved oh into God. jokes like that it's it's you know we've uh we're almost up to episode 100 i don't know at this point if we're gonna make it luke so i think we will like i mean we'll see we've survived tournaments before but yeah thanks new japan that's exactly what we would want more tournaments uh, a bigger tournament meaning more shows meaning like oh my god yeah i mean yeah. are I, you being I, I, a bitch about this yeah, Cause like, being a, being a bitch. are you for real because like nah. i'm kind of ready i'm ready dude you know like, it's been <clears> a while it's been a while since we've had like a million shows to cover that were like meaningful those those bullshit house shows that have tag matches on oh them are god. fine but me those are pretty easy to zip through this is something that's got a little more to it because this is all singles matches for a motherfucking month. It's all singles matches, Luke, from a motherfucking month. For a motherfucking month. Brought to you by Bud Light. Uh, I just figured if we're doing some kind of radio show, there'd be a fart noise somewhere. Sorry, that's why I did Certainly. that. Yeah, right. that was actually a real fart noise for me. I Since we it. have random buys in this tournament, I'm going to make you randomly pick who you think will win. Okay. Well, hold on. Let me get my fancy dream book out. Um. Sorry, it's under my bed. <laughs> I keep mine under my pillow. Do you? Well, yeah. I mean, like, when no one's home, I leave it right on the bed because that's where I write in it, you know, while I'm twitching. Sometimes, sometimes when I wake up and I open my fantasy dream book because it's under my pillow... My dreams like seeped through my brain, Whoa! through the pillow, and into the fantasy wow. dream book. And I open it up, and I'm just like, "Whoa!" So you like might have a magical fantasy dream book? Is that what we're yeah. talking? I guess like for real, all fantasy. I, dream I woke books up once magical. and I saw Chumpy go through a table. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I have fantasy dream book that many times myself. So. What are we doing? doing All right. I'm going for my final prediction. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. That's what we Um, do here. Yeah. I think it will be uh, Dick Togo versus Doki. Okay. I would love to see that. 
that'd be great. Dick Togo in singles matches is always awesome. Um, yeah, great. Yep, you can't top match. that. That's that's a match I'd love to see. Oh, we're we're actually talking about what could happen. I I don't have this like pulled up or anything. I'm not actually gonna. Oh, I'm looking right at it. I've been looking at it this whole time. I know you have. That's why I've asked you every time. Been like, so Luke, what do you? What's the next? Match? All right, I want <laughs> I want uh, maybe another one would be maybe Rio Hayawa versus Kosai Fujita. Well, I know who would win. It'd be double count out or it'd be a, it'd be a time limit draw. They can't win. Togi Makabe against uh, no one uh, beat Listen, just okay. be beating a junior in the final. <laughs> my my fantasy dream book has has Togi Makabe versus all the juniors like at one time. It's like but it's in a cage, you know, with a roof. So he, he does that thing where he holds his hand out and it's on like one of the juniors' heads and they're trying to punch him but they can't reach. Yeah, but he can't do that to thirty of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like they pretty much just whoop his ass and that's in my fantasy dream book. So. But are they still allowed to pin him? Well, no. <laughs> he still has to win. <laughs> I didn't say he was going to win. I mean, it's a DQ, obviously. You know, I know it's it's a cage match with the roof, but it's a DQ. You'll see. You know what I'd love to do, right? Since we're the Phantoms of Corican Hall, what we do is uh, right before Togi, Togi Makabe comes out, we swoop yeah. down to the control booth and we swap out his Led Zeppelin music for his generic shit music, and we make him come out to it. <laughs> he loves it. He's, he's probably playing guitar on that. or No, he plays bass, right? Oh, my God. That would be awesome. I, mean, I can play that. You know what I mean? If I can play it, Makabe can play it. So, oh, It sounds like an early, like, Pearl Jam or Soundgarden song without any like lyrics on it. Yeah, but early Pearl Jam and Soundgarden's awesome. And that song is like it's it's what Metallica right. guys like, like call generic stock. versions of that. Yeah, it's generic as fuck. You know, it's like the it's the corporate like commercial version of maybe something like that. Maybe, maybe. There you go. Like for every good Seattle band from that scene, there was there was probably like ten billion shit ones. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a seven Mary three for every Nirvana, you know, for every Soundgarden, there was a Third Eye Blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Soundgarden oh, rules. Yeah, Third they, Eye Blind they sucks. I saw Third Eye Blind once in concert, and the guy changed guitars in every song. It was like, fucking, come on, man. Either put all your tunings together, you know, or quit fucking putting every other yeah. song in drop D. What are you doing? He's like, got different tunings, man. It's like, that's cool, but, like, put your tunings together. That's what you do. You have to change yeah. guitars. Fit time. Yeah. It looks makes, stupid. Make, makes them look pretentious too. But it I does. remember something different happening when I saw the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Um, they didn't quite swap their instruments over, 
Moreover, they just kept swapping places, so they all got a chance to play bass, drums, and uh, guitar. That's cool. That's cool. And uh, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. So I don't know if you know that band, but they're gnarly, dude. They're really good live. I you said it so fast, I couldn't. The Black catch Rebel Motorcycle Club. Sorry, I'm talking okay. too slow. I would yeah, like I've had I've had some that. coffee and uh, I'm probably you know talking too too fast, but that's okay. Wait, People can slow this up. down. <laughs> Put on half speed. We sound <laughs> wasted. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens if you listen to any podcast that has to be delayed. They just sound fucking annihilated. It's pretty funny. Oh my god. And this one, if you put it on half speed, you can't even hear it. That's how wasted we are. So. Holy shit. It's Brad. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Mr. Oh, by the way, Mr. Guy. Yes, that's me. I need to I need to inform our listeners that there are ways that they can contact us if they oh, wish to. Let's start the show. Ready to start the show. There's an episode of Monty Python's Flying Circus that starts with the end credits. <laughs> and I, I, the only reason I remember that so vividly is because I remember my dad telling me that story. And then when I rented the VHS tapes and whatever, event, or saw a rerun and saw that episode, it just made me think of it. Dad came, would come home from school and he'd watch Mon- the fight, Monty Python, right? Oh, that's anyway, awesome. He comes home, he turns on the TV, and the credits are rolling. So he thought it was over, so he turned it off. <laughs> I bet everybody did that. <laughs> Oh my god, I That's, can't remember what my point was, but that was a really cool story. It's a very Andy Kaufman type thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, but yeah, well, there, there are ways people can contact us. us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> people wish to. Oh yeah, oh, because like uh, whenever we do a Never Realm episode, these uh, these professional like pieces of stuff we do for the show uh, tend to be anywhere we put them. So uh, here we are. There are ways people can contact us, Mr. Andy. They can do that via voicey or written emails, neveropenpod at gmail.com. They can also contact us and interact with us on the Tweety. I am uh, at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drusifer Tweets. And correctively, I guess, yeah, that's, that's what the word I'm looking for is. We're on as an at never open pod. Join us on the Tweety. We're fun. Uh, doesn't matter if it's one or both of us. We're we're both pretty fun. Yeah. It's okay. always Luke. It will always be Luke until yeah. daylight savings is over, and then it won't be Luke every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, how it works. So that is how it works. Speaking of written voice emails. Do we want to put Ian's? Yes! Right here. Yeah, we get double strong review from Ian. And there's nothing better than double. Like, that's the most you can get. Like, you can't just, like, get more than double. So, like, when I worked at a pizza place. Impossible. When I worked at a pizza place, we'd always joke because, like, super redneck people would always be like, now, I, w- I don't want extra bacon. I want double bacon. That's what they always say on the phone. So <laughs> they don't want a little put... extra. They want twice as much as you <laughs> usually want, put on. They want double. 
And so, like, we would always, that would be the joke, is that, like, you better be fucking putting double on there. <laughs> like, so, double is fun. So, there you go. That's fucking awesome. Um, all right, yeah, so here is Ian's review of the Strongs from the days that he says they're from. 19th and 26th. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is a double review this week of Strong for the 19th and 26th of February. The theme for both of these shows, and in fact for the New Beginning Tour in general, is the showcasing of talent from the Pacific Northwest. It's a pretty smart tactic and gives us some new faces that we haven't really seen before and wouldn't see otherwise. This week, that gives us Kevin Knight and the DKC versus Ricky Gibson and Essie Pearl, better known as the Midnight Heat. Gee, wonder if his team are drawing inspiration from anywhere. Gibson and Pearl are a pair of Territory's heels who are working a tribute to Territory's heels, and taken at that level, they work pretty well. They show some flash and skill, they employ a lot of dirty tactics, and they cheat their way to a win. I like what they do here, but I'll want them to do something more before I'll be clamouring for them to be signed. It's also nice to check in on the younger members of the LO Dojo, who are cooking nicely but still need work. Following this, we have a match between Fred Rosser and Gabriel Kidd, and I'd consider myself remiss if I didn't address the Gabriel Kidd situation. I'm not sure of how much of this you guys have heard of. Basically, a few weeks ago, Daniel Garcia won the Battle of Los Angeles in PWG, a deserved win because Garcia is fantastic. In his celebration, he dropped to the mat, arms and legs folded in the Shibata pose. For whatever reason, Gabriel Kidd took real offence at this and talked about it on a podcast, saying that Garcia hadn't trained with Shibata so hadn't earned the right to copy his moves. When I first saw this, I thought they were setting up a match for Strong, and frankly a Kidd-Garcia match would probably be really good, so that just felt like organic storytelling. Except that Gabriel Kidd kept replying to people on Twitter and saying wilder and wilder things and was clearly not in good control of himself. Finally, Will Offspray of all people, who's over in Rev Pro with Kid right now, noticed how poorly Kid was doing and stepped in as an intervention, which might be the first genuinely selfless thing I've heard of Osprey doing in the last few years. Kid, who seems to be going through a bit of a manic episode right now, is going to be stepping away from wrestling for a bit. This sucks. I mean, it's good that someone noticed that Kid was doing badly but it sucks that people have to have breakdowns on social media before anyone notices. I hope Kid's able to do more than get better and can actually build some safeguards around his mental health, because he's an incredible talent if he can stay healthy long enough to be one. Anyway, Fred Rosser won when Kid got too cocky. It was an okay match. Our main event is Jay White versus an unnamed AEW star who turns out to be Jay Lethal, setting foot in a New Japan ring for the first time in nearly three years for a battle of the Jays. The crowd pop for him, although not as hard as they pop for Switchblade, and the two of them have a solid, decent length singles match. In fact, at 20 minutes, it really felt like you could have cut five minutes and have something that really hummed along here, and it's a bit of a shame they didn't. Instead, you got an entirely respectable match where they both looked good, but which will trouble neither of their top tens. It's nice to see Lethal back, I hope he makes some more appearances in future, and I hope he gets thrown against some fun people. The detestable knife pervert, of course, I want on the next flight to Tokyo. 
or Jacksonville. Overall, this first show was a decent show, although the Gabriel Kidd stuff distracted me too much to enjoy it fully. Moving on to the week after, by which I mean the fourth hour of these tapings, we start with Carl Fredericks taking on Ethan HD, who's another local hero. And the problem is that being a local hero is a bit of a two-edged sword. Ethan HD is a mainstay of Pacific Northwest Wrestling. He's won a plethora of singles titles, he's had a long-running successful tag career, and he gets a huge pop from his hometown crowd. Whenever big names like Homicide or Jordan Oliver or Calvin Tankman or the Briscoes come to Portland or Seattle, they wrestle Ethan HD. But he doesn't go to them. In his 12-year career, the only places he's wrestled outside the US is Vancouver, and the furthest east he's wrestled is Las Vegas. This doesn't mean he's bad at what he does. He has some nice flashy stuff, some good scrappy bits in his wrestling, and a crowd pop for everything he does. But it's clear he's here to make Carl Fredericks look good. Which he does. Fredericks wrestles like a big deal, and while he's troubled by Ethan in this match, he doesn't have too much trouble putting him away making this fun, but not substantial. Following this, we have Matthew Raywalt versus El Fantasmo, and I'm still not believing Drama King Matt in this role. He's a good wrestler, but he's also meant to be playing this superior snob, and he's just not landing it at all. As an attempt to draw heat, he starts talking trash to the crowd, and it's really not good. He makes a joke along the lines of Seattle sucking so much that Kurt Cobain had the right idea, and it doesn't shock people, it just bores them. El Fantasmo gets the crowd back on side by saying no one makes fun of this shithole but me, making him the face and almost saving the segment. The resulting match is fine. Fantasmo's very good, Raywalt is perfectly acceptable, I quite like his pugilist style, but ultimately what the crowd is looking for is a decisive win from Phantasmo, and they get it. In our main event, the strong openweight title is on the line between Tom Lawler and Taylor Rust. They lay out their history in a video package, and thank heavens they did because they haven't really done much to lay it out on screen. Taylor matches Lawler well as a challenger, and once they get the match underway, some of it's pretty good, but they don't really do anything that makes a Taylor victory seem plausible. As a wrestler, Taylor is big, athletic, and does some nice white meat babyface moves well, but he also has a tendency to just do moves without being sure what to do in between. Nonetheless, he has some nice looking dives to the outside, he has some nice flying kicks, and his offense is clean and well delivered, and this gives Tom Lawler the chance to be a dirty counter-wrestler, reversing holds, getting some sadistic moves in, and while not cheating, certainly not playing by the spirit of the rules, and inevitably this means that he wins, capping off a pretty decent show. Post-match, Lawler is demanding his next opponent, at which point Clark Connors comes out of the back in Seattle Sonics gear. They tease having that match here and now, but save it for later instead. This is all fine, but unless they're going to be making a real investment in making me believe that Connors is a viable contender, this feels like a foregone conclusion. That being said, they could make that investment. They could put Connors in a singles match against one of their team filthy heavy hitters, so maybe Kratos or Royce Isaacs, and have him get a decisive win, or they could put him in a pointless 10-man instead. I haven't got the heart to check the results of the tapings to find out. 
Overall, there was a lot to enjoy in these two episodes of Strong. Some fun local guys and a couple of really decent matches. I just wish I had more of a sense of momentum. Thanks, guys, and until next time, keep it strong. All right, Andy. <laughs> so we've got our professionalism out of the way about an hour or so into the podcast. And uh, so what, what, anything on your brain that you want to talk about? Me? Okay. Well, um, there's always stuff for me to talk about. You know, you're about to watch a movie that I really love, and I feel like that I, I'm going to be in trouble after you watch it. It's called The Green Knight. I, re- I really liked it because it's pretty slow, you know, but I just I, I, I don't want to give anything away, but I feel like that there's something that you will get about it. And if you get that, you'll be like, oh, OK, this is fucking cool. It's it's just there's something about it that is like, OK, I get this. And it's very pro wrestling in a lot of ways. You know? oh, okay. so I think I think I think we'll catch on, you know, but maybe tomorrow you know 24 hours from now you're going to be messaging me going fuck you dude <laughs> you know? so i don't know we'll you never see. know you never know uh, my next review is going to be like i've already watched it i complained to you last night about it actually it was the uh latest uh, shit fest from bruce willis but yeah. um <laughs> oh my god <clears throat> yeah it it's yeah it's the worst i think what's He's the worst in it out of all of the ones he's been the worst in. Like, wow. He gets. What's it called? Uh, Gasoline Alley. And, oh, uh, come on. Yeah, he has the least amount of lines in it, this whole, in, in the whole thing. He, he barely, he says less words, I think, than fucking Mad Max does in Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior or something. Like that much dialogue, you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Now, I watched the. Netflix Netflix came up with a new show called Vikings the Hala and uh, I watched that it's pretty good man but like halfway through it they like ran out of steam and they were like oh shit what do we do now we got more episodes to fill <laughs> and oh, there's like four and there's four more episodes it's like fuck so it's like you know, really good like half of it's really good and and like after what you know playing the game Assassin's Creed Valhalla it's like everything's super accurate on that game and in this in this movie or tv show so it's like all looks the same so it's really fun it's like oh yeah I killed that dude over there yeah I jumped (laughs) off that thing yeah I knocked down that fence yeah it's like that (sighs) of course it is and then you see a character on screen and you're just like I I assassinated that dude yes like that Oh my I, I watched that, Luke. I watched Righteous Gemstones, which had a pro- professional wrestling storyline this year, and it was pretty right. funny. It's a pretty fun show, but like the thing that's been kind of like, I don't even want to, like, I haven't really wanted to talk about it with anybody just because it's so profound. As I finally started watching Euphoria, <laughs> oh my God, it's like, it's incredible. It's, it's incredible. Fun. You know, it's funny, like, you've mentioned this show to me a couple of times. I, we haven't got it around to it yet, but it, it's, it, we will eventually. Just, just chill. But when you described the show to me, I was like, oh, so it's like a, a modern-day version of Skins. And you're like, I don't know what that is, but it's awesome. So anyway, I said to my, my, my sister, she, I was like, 
hey, do you know the show Euphoria? She's like, yeah, it's pretty good. I said, is it just like a modern day version of Skins? And she's like, yes. So uh, okay, if you if you're, I don't know if that holds up, but that's the show that Devin Patel kind of got his big break from, mentioning uh, the man from the Green Knight. So uh, him, uh, who's the guy who from Fury Road who says like, oh Nicholas Holt, he he got his start from Skins as well. Okay. So it, it's kind of weird to have seen them be like these young children who, well, children, they're not young children, but these teenagers who doing all these drugs and drinking and banging each other and all that stuff, becoming like these huge movie stars and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So, well, you know, if you want something off that flavor, there is that. Okay. I, I, I don't I know if it'll it be out. as good yeah. as a HBO show, though. I, I will Dude. say that. I, euphoria is transcendent it's not acting it's becoming it's like it's, all right man, it's not directing good, it's, it's not directing it's like it's like uh you know actualizing <laughs> fucking insane <laughs> it's it's like I, I you know i love there's some things i love you know i love avant-garde i'm a huge david lynch fan you know and i love that kind of weird shit where like stuff doesn't always make sense and, and whatever. And the show like kind of is like a, it, it's almost like a more consumable version of something like that. But like in a way that Gen Z, it, it teaches you a little bit about what it's like to be someone in the Gen Z, uh, you know, demographic, which mm. must be difficult. <laughs> so, you know, it, it must be difficult. You know, it's, of course, outrageous and, like, way over the top and, like, you know, uh, definitely way uh, maximized or whatever. But it's it's a really special show, and it's something that I don't know, like, even exists on the same level as other shows, except maybe you're, like, Sopranos or, like, you know, those shows where the characters are not characters. They're, they're not actors playing characters. They are yeah. become the character, the wire, you know, like these kinds of shows. It's like up there in that echelon S tier. Okay. All right. I don't know what S tier means, but I'm going to imagine that means like good. It's like anime for very good. That's like, that's All like right. beyond good, you know? So speaking of, uh, of, of Netflix, and I guess they're being American and English versions of things. There's a show on Netflix called um, Murderville. Yes, I watched that, yes. Yeah, so it's fine. Like, there's some episodes that are better than others, and, like, you know, that's fine. It all depends on, the like, the guest star and stuff and, I guess, the mystery they set up. But I did a quick uh, googly Googles to find out that it was kind of based off this uh, – Sorry, my phone should be uh, mm-hmm. uh, off. But uh, there's a British version that ran from like 2015 for three seasons, and that means in in English terms that means like eight, there's only 18 episodes because they do like a six episode wow. series or something like that. Okay. So it's the same kind of setup. It's, I don't know. I don't know if he's famous. The uh, the guy playing the cop this time. He's no Will Arnett or anything, but he's awesome. And I don't know any of the celebrity guests because they're all like um, BBC three t- TV stars. So, <laughs> you know, a couple of them being reality stars and that. But 
what I find with the English one is probably because they have more than six episodes after that first series that they do, which is kind of a standard format, which is kind of what Murderville has. See, series two, that's what we're up to, kind of plays that formula and plays with, like, cop tropes and stuff a bit more. It's, it's, a, it's a lot better, yeah. So if you like Murderville and you want more, it's called um, Murder in Successville. Okay. It's on YouTube, that, by the way. That's why I mentioned it. YouTube. All of it's for okay. free on YouTube. All yeah. right. We'll have to check that out because, like, I like the – you know, supposedly improvised TV shows, but we all know that's bullshit. I mean, come on. It's yeah. not it's not truly improvised. So, like, you know, whose line is it anyway? Like, the original one supposedly was, but, like, the, you know, the newer one with Drew Carey was, like, totally not, like, improvised at all. <laughs> it's like, those guys are very funny, but come on. Come on. It's not like the Never Open Podcast where he that's improvised right. all what the is? time. <laughs> that's right to show how much professionalism means to us we'll just make all the shit up what's all going right. on with aew tell me about aew uh they're gearing up for revolution so we've got some pretty fun matches set up like uh, i've really liked this whole sam punk mjf thing so they're gonna have a dog collar match was the, this on, on like the promo the greatest thing ever? Like I didn't watch any of this, so tell Look, me it, about it was this a, promo. It's a good promo, but I feel like as good as that MJF's promo was, there was like like three or four really good promos that night, and his was one of them. I can't. Wow. I think I think I liked the Jericho, uh, Eddie Kingston stuff a little more. Uh, probably because I like, really like how they sparked off each other. I thought that was awesome. But, yeah, um, he's so, – so some of this storyline between MJF and Punk revolves around, like, when MJF was a little kid, there's a photo of him, like, at some wrestling show with CM Punk at his table, you know? Sure, yeah. And all that, and he mentions that and how much he was a hero and all this kind of stuff. And whilst also being a jerk, but you know, he's got watery eyes. He's being passionate. Wait, so. now, did they mention the part where, like, MJF was the owner of the Road Home from Wrestling podcast? Did they talk about that? I'm, I'm afraid not. Um, what? Yeah. Fuck! I'm sorry, dude. What, what, what these it. days they'll talk about? What yeah. these days? Oh, my God. So there is that. Uh, we've got, uh, I think, Hangman Isn't Page. Isn't that weird? The, like, hottest wrestling feud. <laughs> it's like some dude that used to spit in my face outside of, <laughs> outside of a barn in Dayton. <laughs> it's pretty cool. He's really good. <laughs> he was fantastic then. He's great. Nice. What, it's what just, else? It's just funny. Do you want to know more? About the yes. 80 dubs? All right, so yes. I really liked they got uh, Moxley. What's interview that's over in eight? I don't know, but they got uh, Moxley versus, versus uh, Daniel Bri Brian Danielson will probably be okay. at Revolution. Okay. Because Brian Danielson wants to join forces with him to take some younger talent uh, under their wing and kind of like Good. take over AEW and shit. And Maybe then Moxley, Moxley, rather than say no, says two things like, one, I've never beaten you. And two, you've never oh, – maybe three things. You haven't beaten this version of me, says says Mr. Moxley. And also, 
I won't I won't join forces with someone I haven't bled with. So okay. if so uh that's led to them having a match. So uh, I really like that story. <laughs> that's awesome. So they would have been feuding uh when it was like Daniel Bryan joined the Wyatt family. And they faced off versus like the shield and shit, right? Didn't that happen? I'm yeah, pretty I sure think that so. was what was going on. So like, I know the big cage match was like versus the Usos and somebody, but like, uh, you know, I know that that happened. Like the Shield when they feuded, I think maybe Daniel Bryan was a part of it. So that's pretty hmm. cool. I know they beat him up when they were for CM Punk too. So that's interesting as well. Hmm. Yeah, there's like. They've got some really cool long-term stories as well. I think my favorite is, like, this slow build of Wardlow as a face, which is really awesome. Wardlow is, like, MJF's kind of, like, backup security Well, now, dude. okay, yes, I know who it is, and I know the deal with this. So, like, right. do, you, do you you like the long-term story when you know it's coming and it's been coming? Like, like, like somebody called this a fucking year ago, right? And this is, yeah, like... Yeah, I guess. But I don't mind because I feel like by okay. the time when it ha- when it happens, I feel like what what they're going for isn't so much as surprise. They're going more for when's he gonna do it? When's he gonna do it? When's he? Gonna do it? It's it's kind of like when like Okada's been champion for a million years. Who's gonna finally beat him? It's gonna be huge. It's right. gonna be huge. Okay. So when he finally finally snaps and turns on uh, MJF and becomes like this big facey face big man dude. Uh, I think the crowd's going to react really well to it. So I, I don't know. So the, the tension is working, and they've got that. Because I also fixed. feel like okay. AEW pays off on things. Okay. All right. Like, Take it easy. No, Take I'm not saying easy. that to to get defensive or anything. But like, I just like <laughs> New Japan does too. Like, um, that's another reason I like them as well. But it's just nice to watch like American style wrestling because it is the kind of style of wrestling I fell in love with watching when I was a teenager. It's, you know, to me, as much as I love New Japan's format, it's awesome. Sometimes I like to see a good backstage promo or, you know, some women's wrestling and shit like that. So yeah, I feel like AW is a good, good mix of that stuff. Could do with more women's Yeah, they'll give you like, what, five, six minutes a week of that, right? So <laughs> good to go, right? <laughs> it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Listen, the, the, yes. I no love it. I love Jade Carkill. I love her. I'm too. just saying. She's fucking monster. And I feel like that they've done a good job with her. She makes sense to me. Like she's Dude. the one thing in that company yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. Daniel Bryan does as well, whatever his name is. And uh, you know, I'm glad all that shit's going on. I wish I was watching it. I'm not, you know, I know I, I don't really want to pay that money to watch it. I have enough right. bullshit I have to pay for. And also, I it's just like my mental health is better when I have less wrestling commitments. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You know no, what I, I mean? Like it's like way better. And and there's like shit going on that I want to go see. Like a buddy of mine that is awesome that has been like working his ass off for years. His name's Hollywood Adam. Shawazy, and he finally won the title at his home promotion at NWF oh, this yeah. weekend. And like, that's the coolest thing ever. But you know, I didn't fucking go because it's enough. You know, I got enough, got enough wrestling commitments. Yeah. Be fine. You know, I'm somebody sent me a video of him winning. Great. I saw it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just the way it is. 
Oh my goodness. But yeah, um, yeah, it, it can get get a little tricky sometimes in some weeks just fitting in AEW in between uh, New Japan and work and other stuff. But it's all right. It's a fun problem to have. I'll, I'll make it work. Which is why sometimes uh, I might just do one movie review a week sometimes and uh, all that kind of stuff. Just, just so I can't much wait for like... your Green Knight, your Green Knight review. I cannot wait. Like, for right. real. I'm just like, holy shit, what's he going to say? <laughs> He's either going to love it or it's going to be the worst movie he's ever seen in his life. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've seen some bad movies this year. I'm just yeah, too, but you get yeah. you get real hyped for the ones that are slow. Like if something's slow, you're like, man, fuck this, and you get all fired up. And you start talking shit, and I really like it actually when you do that. So it makes me happy. <laughs> it's it's cathartic just to just to put it all out there. What do you reckon, Mr. Andy? Sure. We've uh, we we, sh- we shot our bolt. All right. Yeah. No. Oh, this time I left you on more. Oh. That's really nice. We can talk a little more. It's fine. I don't mind. Oh. <laughs> Did you want to all... mention something? Yeah. No, I mean, I could talk about whatever, you know. Uh, that's that's one of the pluses and minuses of me. So, um, you know, I'm good to go, man. I, I thank you for hopping on here quickly. I messaged Luke like, Two hours, three hours ago, I was like, "Hey, man, who the fuck are you doing? I'm gonna uh, work. I'm gonna get drunk. Uh, talk to you." So, like, you know, and he hopped on. So I appreciate that. Hell yeah! And usually, like, if it's an ending like this, um, you know, one of us needs to take care of some business, which is me. I need to go to the gents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, man. Everyone knows people do that stuff. It's not disgusting. It's not like I'm describing it. It's fine. But uh, who do we trust now? Like, is it, you I know what? Know. I, I think it's still it's still going to be the G, the O, and the K, the Great Khan. In Great Khan, we trust. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a thing. <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> I don't have a thing, so. Okay. I have to eat stupid shit all day long. All day long, Luke.